Hello, hello, it's Andriana, and I'm so, so thrilled that you're here. Happy, happy new year. Happy 2024 to you, my friend. I'm so glad that you decided to click through and press play on this episode because I want to share some secrets with you. I want to share some research findings, and I want to share an approach and a framework that has been so pivotal for me in creating that space, that better balance, and actually achieving the goals that I set out for myself. So you might fall into one of many categories. You you might be really aspiring to do your best this year, and you might be really tempted to just go all in, go hard, all or nothing, get her done. You know, that high achiever mentality. I know, I know I'm, I'm like that. I get it. Or you may be running on empty right now. Like you might be wondering how you're even going to get through the daily tasks that are happening and how you're going to get everything done. Never mind looking to big giant goals or achieving incredible things. You just you just can't wait to put your head on that pillow and and go to bed. And I I've totally been there myself. And wherever you fall, wherever you find yourself right now. I want you to know that you can get big results with a slow and steady start to the year. I know it's January and we're going to talk about what's called the fresh start effect and how it can actually be really helpful, but I want to show you how using ease and flexibility instead of that all or nothing approach to your goals this year can really help you in actually doing it, in seeing yourself achieve what you set out and celebrating yourself. So if that sounds good, let's just dive in and get this episode started. Hey, I'm Andriana Gonko, and this is the Juggle is Real podcast. As I share my ongoing journey from experiencing burnout to leading a more mindful and intentional life with better balance, I hope you feel seen, that you realize your worth, lighten your load, and prioritize your own needs. As we hear from leading experts and well-known faces in the wellness, entrepreneurship, education, and motherhood space, I hope you gain insights, proven practices, and learn actionable tools to help you enjoy the juggle of work family, and everything in between with a little less stress and a lot more ease, joy, and fun. Most of all, I hope you find what you need to simplify, streamline, and supercharge your own journey of better balance and self-love. Are you with me? Let's get started. Okay, it is 2024. You may have written out some resolutions. You might have some goals. You might just want to take a nap. And I feel ya because I know I myself two years ago, it was January 2021. I had two kids who were virtual schooled. I had an infant. I was still breastfeeding. I was working from home full time, was not on maternity leave. And I also wanted to achieve great things. But at the same time, I really just wanted to take a nap. So I want to share 
what was such an incredible lifeline for me. I want to start by looking at some research on how to change from the Wharton professor, Katie Milkman, looking at flexibility versus rigidity. I want to review my five pillar framework for well-being, and then I want to help you create a plan so that you can achieve those small and simple goals and set yourself up for success this year. Not just week one, not just January, but all of 2024 so that you can see yourself succeeding. So you can celebrate your wins. We're going to talk about some findings from Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan and why looking at those, those wins is going to be really helpful as you move forward. And I want to share some stories scattered in on what has really helped me. So just to begin, I kind of was sharing a little bit about where I fell a couple of years ago. And you know, if you've been listening for a while, that this sort of journey of intentional living and, and being a bit more mindful and really looking to lead a life with better balance, it began six years ago when I experienced burnout as a mom of two, really trying to juggle it all and do everything perfectly. And now I'm still a recovering perfectionist. Those tendencies still pop up. I still have that high achiever mentality, but I know that when I choose ease over hustle, I can be more efficient, more effective, and actually get things done without burning myself out. So I wanted to share just uh, some research findings that are going to help us in this time that we're in looking to why we can choose a flexible approach versus rigidity. And I told you that we're going to talk about um, some research findings from Katie Milkman. Now, if you don't know who she is, she did write a really great book that you should definitely check out. It's called How to Change the Science of Getting from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. And she is a professor at the Wharton School of Business at the University of Pennsylvania. Her research findings show that when we have an all or nothing mentality, that means, you know, oh, the diet starts Monday, or I'm going to the gym at 6 a.m., seven days a week, every single day, when we are really rigid with what we are setting out to do, when we fail or when we don't live up to, say, you sleep in, say, you miss one day, then you're more willing and more susceptible to just completely stopping, quitting altogether, abandoning that goal versus being more flexible, still having big goals, still having pursuits that are of a higher nature, but being more flexible with it. So I thought we could take a look at that and then get into the framework that has been really, really helpful for me. So what Katie Milkman did was conduct an experiment that was run for a month long where they encourage Google employees to either go to the gym at the same time every single day or provide encouragement for flexibility. So what happened was the person who was every single day at the exact same time, a very rigid plan versus the person who would be on a more flexible schedule, the person who had more uh, encouragement to do it whenever was working best for them. And you would think that, you know, especially as a high achiever, you might think that 
having a very specific plan, knowing exactly the time, the place, the duration, the workout, et cetera, would be more helpful. But what was surprising in this research was that those who had the flexible approach, not that rigid consistency, but the person who had more flexibility was actually more consistent in the long run. And the key reason that they found was that the people who had built in the the very rigid routines was too brittle. So for instance, if they had to go at 6 a.m. and they, they didn't go right exactly at that time, they don't go at all. So that's the all or nothing approach. And so the all or nothing routine didn't actually work out in the long run versus those who had the flexible approach who would perhaps sometimes go at 6 a.m. Maybe some days they would choose a lunchtime class. Maybe they would go after or before dinner, but they built in a no matter what routine, even though it was flexible. So they chose whatever option worked for them on that given day. And so that no matter what routine, even though it's more flexible, ended up being consistent in the long run because life is not perfect, right? We are not perfect. Some days we're going to have a bad sleep. If you still have young children, you might have someone waking up in the night and that means you might want to hit the snooze button. And that doesn't necessarily mean that your workout for the day is going to be completely abandoned, right? So in this this research, um, when life throws us curveballs, which it inevitably will, those who had the more flexible approach still maintained the consistency overall versus those who were more brittle, more rigid with it. And so what they thought with this research, you know, when they went into it, they they based it on, you know, habit literature that the best thing to do is build that rigid routine. They were really, really surprised to discover how important it is to build in flexibility so that you can create robustness with the routines that you're creating, knowing that you are committing to yourself, you still have an approach that is going to happen, but you're not as, as rigid with the exact, uh, the exact uh, formula for how it's going to happen. And so I think that when it comes to looking to barriers of, of self-confidence, our self-image, how we perceive ourselves, how we see ourselves, some of us think, you know, it's the beginning of a new year. I mean, January 1st was a Monday. Talk about the fresh start effect, but we're starting a new month, a new year, a new day of the week. And when we don't live up to our expectations right away, that can oftentimes create that negativity bias. Oh, look, I already screwed up. We're like day two and I couldn't even do it. I suck. There's no way I'm going to make this happen. And I might as well just abandon this. So if we are struggling with our self-confidence, if we're struggling with our our self-image, the most listened episode of 2023 was all about upgrading our self-talk with Kelly Maisi. We can create flexible structures that allow for consistency, allow for achieving what we're setting out to do, but we don't have to do it in a has to be hard hustle all or nothing type of way. And that is where I would love to start sharing a little bit more 
about what has really worked for me. And of course, you know me, I'm going to pepper in a few of my own little stories, but let's talk about this framework. A couple of years ago, when life was sort of that beautiful chaos, and I definitely knew that in order to maintain some semblance of balance, I really, really needed to be intentional about how I was choosing to care for myself because I knew that it would be a very slippery slope to head back in the direction of burnout. And I definitely did not want to do that, but I also still had aspirations. The juggle is real podcast was still a baby. I had only started it a few months prior. I really wanted to reach people. I wanted to share what I knew and I wanted to be doing it on a bigger scale without heading into burnout without perfectionism and high achiever mentality, bringing me down and making me feel worse off than when I began. So I sat down and I created a framework that had five pillars, five different categories that I knew if I created very small, very simple and actionable goals within these categories that I would see small changes in my life. And with these small changes that were really, really doable, not difficult to achieve, but that I could reprogram my brain, create new habits, new neural pathways that then would allow these these things to happen more naturally. It would set me in the direction to then feel as though I was ready to keep setting my sights higher onto bigger and better things. And so this approach has five pillars and I'm going to share the five pillars. I'm going to go through each. And as I do, I want you to consider them. I want you to think about your life right now and what you can do in very easy ways that can perhaps happen in your life with ease, with flexibility, right? This is not an all or nothing approach. This is not every day. Everything has to happen but keeping yourself a priority in these small ways is then going to benefit us immensely. And we're going to get to that. So I'm going to share this framework. I'm going to go through these five pillars of well-being, And as I do that, I would love for you to create a bit of a plan for yourself. If you are thinking that ease and flexibility is going to help you in feeling better balance in getting to those goals that you really want to achieve this year, Consistency is going to be key, but we do not need rigidity. I am a firm believer and my framework has been proven with so many people using small actions done in repetition that create habits that become second nature. So this then adds up to those big accomplishments that we all want to achieve. So the first pillar is to nurture Nourish is the second, move is the third, grow and discard are the five pillars for the juggle Israel framework. And I'm going to go through each one. I'm actually going to go through it in the opposite order so that we can create a plan for ourselves in January of 2024. We're going to set out small achievable goals for ourselves that then we can celebrate. So let's get started. So I mentioned that there are five pillars. I'm going to start with the last one. I'm going to start with discard. And when I say to discard, I'm asking you what you will leave, 
remove or let go of this month. Okay, so this is a 30 day framework. This is a one month framework. So we are going to set these these small goals for ourselves for the next 30 days. So whenever you're listening to this, right, it doesn't have to be January 1st or February 1st. It doesn't have to be a Monday. It doesn't have to be the start of a new year. Whenever you're listening to this is perfect. And you're going to look out a month from right now. So what will you leave, remove, or let go of this month? Are there any unproductive tasks or things that you allow into your life that are not helpful. And we start with discard. I wanted to start with this one first, because this is where we can remove, release, and maybe we can create space for the other four pillars. And it's great because we're starting this for ourselves, you know, after this reflective period, after the holidays, maybe we've noticed some habits or some patterns or some ways of being that we're not loving. Maybe it's not productive for us. Maybe it's not um, seeing us in our best light. A couple, some, some examples that, that have worked for me in the past, things that I've let go of, things that I've discarded is turning off the notica- notifications on my phone so that I'm not constantly interrupted whenever something pops up, a, a text message or a group chat or a social media notification. I turn all of those off. And then I am the one who gets to decide when I check my phone, how often, when I'm responding and when I can be focusing on what I wanna focus on. Um, another one can be, is really just understanding that you can't do everything. And so maybe declining some invitations or saying no to certain things this month, maybe so that you can create that space for for better balance and for allowing yourself to be put first. Um, So that's another example. Um, I know what was really helpful for me at one point was reading before bed. So I was discarding the, the binge of Netflix And I'm not saying that we're never going to go back to this. I'm not saying that we're never going to watch another show or stream another episode of our favorite thing ever again. But what can we look to discard for one month to see how it can be helpful for us moving forward? So you can just remove screen time past a certain time, or maybe you can um, try to make your life easier in one way. You're going to remove a shopping trip and maybe you're going to take one visit to the grocery store and you're actually going to order the groceries into your house. What can you discard this month, let go and remove to clear space, mental, physical, emotional space? What can you say no to and let go of? That is what we discard. The next pillar in this five pillar framework is to grow. And when I say to grow, I mean, we're in such a beautiful time of year because there's so much around us that is going to help us and propel us and and move us forward. But what are some small things that we can do? Are there new ways of thinking or being or new things that we can be doing that will help us to feel happier, that will give us that will give us better purpose or help us understand life in a new way. So when we look to grow, what are some small things that we can do to expand, maybe to create a new habit that's going to help us moving forward after this month? So I know for me, um, some, some coaching programs were really helpful and really nice ways to expand my thinking, understand and create new awareness for me so that I could then make new decisions in my life. So I could 
you know, boost my self-confidence and my self-image through incredible coaches and support systems. Maybe there is a, a book club that you can join, or maybe you're going to download something on Audible in the self-improvement or self-help section, and you're going to, to listen every day on your commute to work uh, instead of you know listening to the radio or you know doing something that's really going to help you in growing this year. So what's one small thing that you can do? Um, an example would be maybe to wake up, set your alarm for 30 minutes earlier, on the weekdays so that you can listen to a guided meditation or you can fill out a journal. Maybe there are some journal prompts that that you have that will really help you to, to grow and see things in a new light. Um, when we wake up, that's when our, our, our thoughts are most active and our, our mind is really in a most beautiful place and um, we can be really, really creative. So maybe there's something that we can tie in, something really small, something achievable. Um, maybe it's taking a, a new class and it's a, once a week or something that we can sign up for that's going to be really helpful to, to allow us to grow this January and moving forward into the year. So the first pillar is to discard. What are we letting go of? The second pillar is to grow. What can we incorporate that will allow us to see things in a new way? Now, moving on to the last three pillars, the third one is to move. And yes, we're in January. We are uh, in the, the month of new beginnings. And I will say that um, we show that Google searches for the term diet, gym visits, um, and pursuing goals all increase during this time of year, right? So during the, the, the first month of the year, January, the new year, this is, this is really when people are looking to create new goals. But I want you to think of this a little bit differently. And that the following pillar is gonna to be to nourish, and these two kind of go hand in hand. But when we look to move, I want to shift our mindset away from hustle and grind, you know, it has to be harder, no pain, no gain mentality, to how can we move and breathe new life into our body this month? How can you be really grateful for simply being alive and having the abilities that you have now? Not, you know, when I get the six pack or when I lose 10 pounds, I will be happy. Or when I finish this, you know, exercise class, then I can eat something or other. How can we be grateful for small movements? in whatever abilities we currently possess today and now. So what can you think to something that is enjoyable, a form of movement that you currently are able to conduct that will allow you to move your body and be grateful for this beautiful, beautiful body that you're in right now. And so when we're looking in this, in this way, when we have the awareness of movement as a form of self-love, then I want you to choose something for this month that is really going to fill you up. And we can start so gently. It can be with some deep breathing upon waking, a gentle stretch, even five or 10 minutes. When we get up in the morning, it can be sitting on the edge of our bed instead of just climbing out of bed and racing to the shower or getting to work. 
and you take a few minutes and just stretch your body and take a few deep breaths and just say, thank you. It's another day. Let's do it. Okay. So it can be something as simple as, you know, instead of powering through your lunch, maybe you're going to go for a short walk around your building, around the block, around the, the neighborhood where your work is. If you work from home, getting out and, and taking a stroll on your lunch break, taking actually, taking a lunch break instead of working through it. Maybe you're going to sign up for a weekly dance class or a yoga or a Pilates class. Maybe you're going to do it with a friend so that you can have that accountability partner and also get in some of that that time with that person that you enjoy spending time with and getting their company from. Maybe it's going for a hike and being in nature. Maybe it's once a week. Or maybe it's even just setting a timer at your desk. And every hour on the hour, you're going to get up and you're going to walk around and take a couple of deep breaths so that you are not sitting at a desk crunched and you know sitting in an awkward position for too long. So how can you move and breathe new life into your body this month in January? The, the fourth pillar that we're gonna talk about is to nourish. And when we look to nourish again, this is not a diet culture mentality. This is not we have to remove things and we have to um, be really strict and really rigid and we're, we're not doing certain things. This is the mindset of how you can be making a conscious effort to feel a little bit healthier every single day. How can you bring an increase of nourishment to your body for the month of January? Okay, so again, we can be very gentle. We can be really, really flexible with this. Can we drink a glass of water upon waking? So instead of just getting that coffee right away, maybe we're gonna have some room temperature water. Maybe we squeeze a little bit of lemon in it, drink some water before we get our coffee. Maybe you're going to look to taking a multivitamin or that vitamin D, especially if you live in a Northern climate like me, We are all in need of vitamin D during the winter. So how can you be really mindful about what you're putting into your body? Maybe we're going to set the small goal to add an additional serving of vegetables on our plate at some point during the day. Maybe it's making smoothies in the morning because you know you're on the go and you know that when you start in a way that's, you know, really nourishing, that you can think more clearly, that you're better able to respond to things instead of reacting, that you're getting those servings of the the beautiful vitamins and the minerals and the nutrients that fuel your body in a beautiful way that set you up for success throughout your day. So when we look to nourish, we're really looking to feeling healthier and doing things in a conscious way to feel good from the inside out. So this can be super small. Um, I would love for you to, to create a small goal within this area that will help you to be better nourished. And then our fifth pillar, I usually start with this one, but you know what? We're going crazy in 2024. This is just wild. The final pillar is this, this five category framework for overall well-being and better balance we look to nurture. And of course, when we think of nurture, 
we really, especially if you are a mom, especially if you are a parent, when we think of nurture, we're like really just pouring into those that we love. We're really just doing things that we know is going to support them and provide that unconditional love. And so when we look to nurture ourselves, this might be where the traditional elements of self-care might come in, but what will you do just for you this month that will bring more peace, more calm, additional enjoyment into your life. And it's something that sparks joy purely for the sake of joy, right? So it's it's not a should. It is not something that you're doing for anyone else. This month in January, for the next 30 days, what are you doing for you? Okay. So yes, we can think to those traditional elements of self-care like the bubble baths. Maybe you will have a self-care Sunday approach where you're going to take a bubble bath or put on that face mask, or maybe you're going to book a pedicure for yourself this month so that you can feel good. Maybe it's something simple like putting a fun playlist together so that when you sort of need that extra motivation or that, that boost, when maybe you woke up and you're feeling a little groggy or things, something happened that's not so great, you can put on that that playlist and feel really good. Or it could be something like signing up for a pottery class simply for the enjoyment of creativity and sparking joy. So this month, what can you do to nurture, nurture and pour love into yourself? And this is, my friend, the five pillar framework for well-being. And this is what you can find in a free download that is available. I will definitely put the link in the notes for this podcast episode. So you can get a free download and it has this framework. It has examples, goes over these five pillars as well. It's also available in my brand new authentic self-care planner and activity book. If you actually want that physical copy that you can write into and create those those habits that are really going to help you. And I'm going to take it one step further. And I just want to, to look to how we're going to make this work. So it's, it's one thing to create a plan and that's such a beautiful thing. And if you went through this framework with me, and if you put down a few notes, if you jotted something in your phone, or you put down a list of the things and the categories and what you're going to do, honestly, bravo, that's amazing. And and I'm so, so, so proud that you're doing this. You're committing to yourself in small ways. And now how can we put this plan into action? Because without the action, we're not going to see ourselves succeed. And so the fresh start effect is this sort of um, aspirational behavior research that has been done and again, by Katie Milkman, Jason Rise, and Dai Hengchen. And I apologize, this is not my pronunciation best, I don't think. But you can find this in uh, Management Science Journal. And essentially, the popularity of those news, New Year's resolutions suggests that people are more likely to tackle their goals immediately following some type of a landmark. And so that is why the 30 days for me framework, the five pillars of well-being that I used in the Juggle is Real Authentic, uh, Authentic Self-Care Planner and Activity Book 
is on a monthly basis so that we have that set point so that we can come back to something and know that we are going to set ourselves some small achievable and simple goals that we can easily fit into our lives. And we can review this on a monthly basis. But more than that, this journal that I've created actually does this on a daily basis. And so I'm going to suggest that you incorporate something and it doesn't have to be, and I, and I put this in the journal, it doesn't have to be at a very a specific time, a specific location. You don't have to use a certain amount of time, but coming back to something and really um, reinforcing what you're choosing to do is what's going to help you in creating these new habits so that you can strengthen your motivation to pursue those aspirations after, you know, now that we're in the new year, after this month, I hope that you repurpose, refresh, and sort of reignite yourself again to set more small goals once you have this under your belt. And so when we look to our, our daily pages in the Juggle is Real Authentic Self-Care Planner, we see that there is a one sheet page that you can fill out every single day. Doesn't matter what time, doesn't matter when, doesn't matter how, but you're going to come back to it and you're going to look to do a few different things. The first is to recharge and reset, and you're going to choose how you're caring for yourself. Okay. So you're looking to that five pillar framework and you're looking to decide how you want to care for yourself during that day. Okay. So it can be something small, it can be something bigger. You're going to choose and you're going to set that out for yourself. And you're going to then reinforce and recalibrate. So you're going to remind yourself why it's so important. You're going to finish the sentence, doing so helps me. And then it could be doing so helps me to be a better person. Doing so helps me feel more calm, maybe feel more energized, maybe helps me take charge of my day. Doing so helps me you know, spend more time doing the things that are really important, be more productive and be more efficient. And instead, then I have time for other things in my life. So you're going to choose how you're going to care for yourself. And this is how we can be really flexible, right? We don't have to have that very rigid approach. Maybe you have a goal for movement. Maybe you do have a goal for how you want to see your body change or, um, you know, be a little bit smaller. And so you're going to, to want to choose ways in a flexible manner that are going to help you see that through, right? Through nourishing your body, through moving your body and through really nurturing yourself to feel better. And so you're going to decide how you're going to care for yourself. You're going to remind yourself why it's important, and then you're going to celebrate yourself. And so this comes from some research findings from Dr. Benjamin Hardy, from Dan Sullivan, uh, who is a very famous coach. Their book, The Gap in the Gain, really talks about how when we are finding ourselves in the gap, so when we're only focusing on what we're not doing, what we're not accomplishing, what we're not achieving, we are really forming that negativity bias and our brains automatically respond negatively. We are more able to have that negativity bias than be positive because we had to survive. um, And so it was much more difficult to do that way, way, way back in the day, right? Our, our brains still haven't gotten to the point where we can understand that we do live in a net positive 
world, our universe is net positive, not net negative. But when we find ourselves constantly in the gap, then we are, we are then being further taken down. But when we are choosing to celebrate our wins, when we're choosing to see the good, the lessons, remind ourselves of all that we have to be grateful for, when we're putting ourselves in the gain, that's when we have that positive momentum. That's where we can find ourselves gaining more motivation to continue and to do bigger and better things. And so in the uh, Juggle is Real Authentic Self-Care Planner, every single day, we remind and celebrate ourselves and we finish the sentence, I'm proud of myself for, and you write down whatever comes to mind, what you've done that day. Frank, it can be emptying the dishwasher when you really just wanted to get to bed. You empty the dishwasher, you are proud of yourself. What are some small wins that you can celebrate? Maybe it was choosing, you know, that, that, that really nourishing soup or the, the, the vegetables or, uh, an option that was really made you feel better versus grabbing the candy bar or heading to the fast food restaurant that you knew was not going to make you feel so great after lunch. So you remind yourself and you celebrate the amazing things that you've done in that day, because gosh, like it's incredible when you really think about how much women, especially moms. Oh my gosh. The things that we do in a day, you might be celebrating for hours. I tell you the things that we do is absolutely incredible. And so I want you to jot down every day. You can put it in the notes section of your phone, remind yourself and celebrate those wins, however small they were in that day. And then every single day, I feel that it's so important to be grateful for the experiences, the lessons, even if things didn't go according to your plan, how can you practice and be grateful for aspects of your life? And so that is how every single day goes in the juggle is real authentic self-care planner and activity book, because it helps us to actually create these habits and form these neural pathways in our brain that then makes it second nature. It makes it automatic for us to then go for, you know, the cup of tea instead of the soda or to go for a walk instead of, you know, binging on Netflix. It allows us to create these habits that are lasting, that are really allowing us to feel better balance, more healthy, more well in our bodies. And so using ease and flexibility instead of an all or nothing approach to your goals this year. I promise you it is the way to go instead of having the rigidity, instead of trying to be tempted to just go all in, I invite you to ditch the guilt, drop that negativity bias and use a slow and steady approach to achieving whatever you are setting up for yourself this year. You might have work goals. You might have personal goals. You might have family goals that all or nothing really does set us up to fail versus the small, flexible, but consistent approach to doing small things and building on it. And so that's where I'm going to leave things for today, for today's episode. I'm so grateful that you spent some time with me. And I know that, that this approach has been an absolute lifeline for me. And so, you know what? I get it. 
Life is busy. The juggle is real. You know it, right? But you do deserve that time for yourself. Now, whether you choose to pick up the juggle is real authentic self-care planner and activity book, whether you're using this framework and jotting down notes, whether you're using your phone or you have another approach that you feel is going to work for you, choosing authentic ways to care for yourself, reinforcing your journey and celebrating your wins is really going to help you succeed and feel amazing this year. When you take small steps forward, you can set and actually achieve those goals and you can make self-care a priority because you, my beautiful friend are so, so worth it. I like to say that you are so worthy of the care that you invest in yourself. And when you're taking this slow and steady approach, when you're looking to ease and flexibility over hustle and rigidity, you are going to win big this year. So if you like this episode, I would love for you to rate it and write me a short and sweet review in Apple podcasts. It would mean the world to me. And please share this with a friend, someone who might be tempted to have that all or nothing approach or someone who might be feeling like they don't even want to look to New Year's resolutions because they just don't have that much in them right now. Share it with a friend, someone who could really, really benefit from hearing this episode and join me for a new episode, all new, new year, new episodes of the Juggle Israel podcast. I can't wait to share all of the incredible interviews and insights for this year. Take good care.